0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your weekly wrap-up segment for the week of April the 14th. Of course, we're recording this on Thursday, April the 13th, because the markets are closed for the Good Friday observance tomorrow. But we're having a weekly wrap-up regardless, and I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us, as usual, this week is Eric Sprott. Eric? Happy Easter.
1: Hey, Craig. Happy Easter to you, too. It's uh, been a great week and uh, portends uh, great things going forward, so lots to chat about.
0: And as always, these weekly wrap-up segments are brought to you by the Sprott Money Precious Metal Storage Program. We have five international storage vaults and the most competitive prices in the industry, so please visit our international storage page at SprottMoney.com to learn more. Eric, we are having a big week. Uh, let's start first with what seems to be driving most of the movement this week, and that is the geopolitics and the, uh, I guess, concerns that are growing around the world of U.S. involvement, not only in the Middle East, but now on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, what do you have about what thoughts do you have about the about gold catching a bid kind of as a safe haven here?
1: Well, I mean, I was shocked that Trump kind of reversed his view on meddling uh, with his uh, strikes in uh, Syria. I mean, he basically said we shouldn't be meddling anymore. And uh, and now, of course, then fo- right following up on that, uh, you know, North Korea better not you know, go over this red line or some darn thing. And it almost looks like there's some deal with the Chinese and, and the U.S. regarding, well, we'll lay off in the trade side if you can guys get active on the North Korean front. And uh, so it may be that you know, for all we know, they say they have moved 150,000 troops up to the North Korean border. By the way, that's like moving a whole city. Uh, and you know, maybe maybe China gets involved, and who knows what happens after that? But it's uh, it's it's up in the air. It's a little chaotic. Uh, there's belligerence around and on many fronts, and it's not good. Uh, and I think one of the things we have to think about with Trump is there's been so many changes in what he does mm-hmm. or what he's thought or what he promised and what's happening. And if I was a Trump voter, I would be very, very disappointed that the things that I thought were going to happen don't seem to be happening. Right. Including, you know, the, dra- the draining, the swamp, uh, the, the getting rid of the healthcare bill, the, the tax incentives, uh, the, the border wall, the the VAT, uh, the bat, the border tax. I mean, there's so many things that just are getting thrown to the side here, and and maybe it's because he realizes that uh, you know that what he inherited was a mess to begin with, and of course it's a way bigger mess than anyone wants to admit when you start getting into the non-funding of uh, of the pension plans and the health cares and things the entitlements. So uh, it, it's I, I don't know how anybody. In the U.S. could read what's really happening to be very honest with you. Craig, I'm sure you must be quite confused.
0: Yes, it's it's a very interesting time to be alive, and we're finding a very unpredictable year, which is 100% polar opposite of what we were told was going to happen and that this was going to be utterly predictable with higher rates and a stronger dollar. Just late yesterday, President Trump, in an interview with The Wall Street Journal, said he preferred lower rates and a weaker dollar, said the dollar was too strong. That also is helping gold, isn't it?
1: Uh, unquestionably. And of course, the economic data sucks. Uh, the Atlanta Fed now calculation is, is a first quarter growth of 0. 0.6 of 1%. Uh, we had a lousy jobs number uh, last month, last, reported last Friday, which also helped gold at the time. So you had these two forces. You had, oh my God, the, the, the economy's not uh, acting like it should be acting. We even had, for example, uh, government revenues in the month of uh, March uh, we're down year over year for the fourth consecutive month. And that's a sign that you're in a recession. And I won't be at all surprised to find out that we're in a recession because the difference between 0.6 and going negative is not much, by the way. And it's it's trending that way. So, you know, it's it's like maybe there was this uh, Trump reflation thing and the hope thing, and it's all seemed to be getting shattered because of uh, the vacillation of, of opinions within within the White House. So, um, yeah, I think that there's lots of reasons why like gold should be going up here because the whole uh, financial system then comes into question when, when the government's revenues start going down and there's no growth in the system.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? If If there's no growth, there's no economic growth, We had uh, no inflation reported this morning. In fact, the uh, producer price index was negative, actually uh, minus one-tenth of a percent. We've got declining government tax receipts. Uh, Gosh, if, if there's no growth and no inflation, it makes you wonder what justification the Fed will use next for attempting to raise interest rates.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think more and more people, you know, maybe people at one time thought there'd be three rate increases, three more this year. And that's kind of pulled back to two. And then there's this talk of balance sheet rebalancing sort of thing. And one minute they're going to do it and the next they're not. And it's all a function of what the mar- how the market reacts, right? It's almost like they're totally playing to the market, the stock market now and or the bond market. Um, but the bonds are telling us uh, that the economy is weak. I mean, the, the yields keep going down. So there's, there's lots of evidence that economically it's not coming together that perhaps the reasons for the rate increases doesn't really exist at all so um, and in the sort of misguided thought that rate increases are negative for gold and the opposite of course is true that if there are no rate increases it's good for gold that's not a proven theory for sure but that seems to be what people in the market think so I think that the view that we're going to have further rate increases is diminishing kind of by the day.
0: Right. Well, let's talk about the two metals uh, specifically. Let's start with gold, Eric. For the year now, for 2017, gosh, I remember, you know, back at the end of the year, gold was allegedly going down to the triple digits, right? This was pretty easy. Interest rates were going up, the dollar was going up, and gold was going down to 800. Well, instead, uh, at 12.88 this morning, gold is up nearly 12% year to date. And I know you were... Uh, I guess, really interested, let's put it that way, to see those import numbers in India for March. Uh, what are your thoughts on gold?
1: Well, the, the number was staggering. I mean, it would, they imported 120 tons in the month of March. And the, you just can't, well, it's not sustainable, right? I mean, you, right. you can't be consuming 60% of the world's gold output uh, per month in India because there are other countries that do care. Um, but that was a staggeringly large number. I'm always fascinated by the reporting out of India that they're always saying that there's really no interest in gold. I mean, if I went back to the whole month of March, do you think I had any indication that there was 120 tons coming going into India? No. Every day, well, there's not that much interest in gold. It's a little better since demonetization effects are kind of wearing off. But you never would have thought that you'd have a month that was that huge. I mean, the biggest imports I think they've ever had is something like 800 tons a year. So at at 120 tons a month, you know, you're talking 1,400 tons here. Now, it's not going to continue, but I think it's a big statement about India is back. That's the important thing. And the other data on gold was that the U.K. Mint, in the month of March, their sales were up 263% year over year. And so it, it pulled the quarter out. The quarter ended up being up twenty percent for the quarter. But and of course they talk about all the people in Europe are buying gold, and be, whether it's because of Brexit or uh, the French vote or perhaps the financial concerns in Italy or Spain or whatever. But lots of people in Europe are buying gold. So it's uh, that's been been excellent. And of course one thing I I should probably close on is. Uh, I mean the stocks are acting very very well. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, I have a stock that's gone up over two thousand percent since the low of December fifteenth. It was obviously a a penny ugly at the time, yeah. But, but nonetheless, but stocks are moving, and we're getting some drill plays and drill results that where the stocks react. I, I was looking at a stock the other day that went up. I think it went up fifteen uh, percent in two days on a drill drill hole. So the market for stocks is is getting quite interesting here. Um, of course, the price going up could really is going to really carry everybody because it's all profit, right? You you tack an extra hundred bucks on, it's pure profit. So th- that could almost you know if a guy was pr- producing for a thousand bucks an ounce and he was getting twelve hundred, you're making two hundred. Now you're making almost three hundred, so your profit went up fifty percent. That's why the stocks go up. So it's uh, it's been a pretty exciting time. Silver looks like it's breaking out here. People are talking about what's well, got to get through 1854. I know it's through it as we speak right now, whether it holds up through the end of the day, we'll see. And just speaking of that, I mean, it was just crushing what happened last Friday, right? We had these huge rallies yes. in the metals, And they just killed us, particularly in silver. And I'm happy to report that those guys that are short silver have probably lost about $750 bucks this week. And uh, I hope they have many more weeks like that. So we have that to look forward to.
0: Let's hope so. Yes, silver now, a year to date, is up almost exactly 16%. That ain't bad for a little more than 100 days. Open interest, though, on the silver COMEX now back to an all-time high, at least it looks like, as of yesterday. And Eric... You know we talk about all this physical demand, but as long as people are willing to accept, I don't know, banana peels, paper clips, whatever else you want to call uh, metal, and and set the price that way, it gives the banks a lot of power. What do you make of open interest here? I mean, we had a margin cut this week, trying to maybe help the shorts out a little bit. Can can they be stretched to the point where those, where they'll stop, or is it just an infinite amount of paper silver that can be created?
1: Well, nothing's ever infinite, as you well know. I mean, there's going to be a limit to it, and uh, you know, it just takes a smaller and smaller percentage of the people who want to take the physical silver. Now, with that kind of open interest, you're talking about uh, 1.2 billion ounces of open interest, I think, or in excess of that. Uh, Somebody's going to figure it out here and and, and take delivery someday, and of course, it's, that will be an impossibility. In which case, the COMEX would just fail and, and give you back dollars for your contract instead mm-hmm. of uh, real silver. So I would never advise anybody to be thinking they own silver by buying a commodity contract, because that ultimately won't be what happens. But, um, yeah, someday it'll break. Uh, you know, we, we, there was some talk. I mentioned this in the last couple of conversations of tightness in the metal markets, the physical metal markets. And perhaps it was because of the Indian demand, by the way, which we now see in the numbers. Um, but you can kind of see in silver; it should be the same thing. And uh, I just hope we break it someday. It could happen anytime with this rush into um, into the precious metals markets for everyone in the world. Right? It's not just people in North America that are looking at all this stuff. I mean, imagine if you're living in Asia, right? And the threat of war, and uh, you know how you can consolidate your wealth, and you want to get it in as as small a form as you can in case you got to make the big move quickly. So um all those things are are pushing people towards precious metals so i'm kind of hoping we'll get a very very big year here
0: and as the year continues we have threat of uh, frexit italy everything else on the european continent all of this geopolitical stuff uh, stalling u.s economy looks like uh, the trend is our friend eric so at this point we will uh, sit back and we'll watch the events this weekend. And then we'll see where we are next week, and I look forward to speaking with you again next Friday.
1: Okay, great. All the best.
0: And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and sprotmoney.com thank you for listening and have a great holiday weekend.